0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Logistics and Supply Chain Management Studycast about currency exchange. My name is Zachary Eves. As always, we are your podcast study guide for logistics and supply chain management in the BBA program.
1: Hey, guys. My name is Eric Jones. Today, we'll be discussing why currency exchange is important in today's quickly globalizing world economy. We'll also discuss why foreign exchange rate is important and how it affects the supply chain. As always, we will be answering questions submitted by all of you to help with your research and your studies.
2: Oh, thanks, Eric. Uh, I just want everybody to know it's nice to have everybody listening in with us. My name is Matthew Kelly. We will also go into detail on how currencies get their value compared to other currencies around the world. Did you know that a strong currency gaining more value can hurt top logistic firms? Stick around and we will discuss how the top 50 largest logistic companies around the world are down on average 5.8% from the year 2014 while the rest of the world is up.
3: So why do we as a world community even have hundreds of different versions of money? Why can't the entire world use the same currency and end currency exchange as a whole? My name is Joy Kelly and we will discuss how one currency dream will never exist.
1: Moving on to our first topic, we will discuss even what is currency exchange. Foreign exchange rate is important to be a candidate for foreign investment by other countries. When companies are looking to more globalize their supply chain, they're looking for strong currency.
0: You may be thinking, why is currency exchange even important to me? I only used the U.S. dollar bill. Although that may be true, most of the products that we use every single day are not manufactured in the United States. Those goods were made in another country using another type of currency. The employees who made your clothes were not paid in the U.S. dollar bill. At some point in the supply chain, a currency exchange took place. Oftentimes, logistics companies operate on the euro. If this occurs, it is possible to have three currency exchanges inside the supply chain. For an example, if Nike manufactures their products in Vietnam, where they use the Vietnamese dong, then logistics companies change its currency to the euro. Lastly, the product arrives in the United States, where it will be sold for the U.S. dollar bill.
2: Ah, uh, Thank you, Zach. Uh, Moving on to our next topic, how is the value of the US dollar determined in exchange for foreign currency and goods? Well, supply and demand of a currency determine how valuable it is compared to another. Let's see, uh, for example, the demand for a country's goods, services and investments help determine the value of a currency. Same goes for supply. When more money is printed, it drops the value of a currency. The United States and is an investment-rich country and has a large population. Therefore, the currency is very strong compared to most others. The country who has a very small population and a low number of investments is more subject to volatility of their currency.
3: So also to point out, vitality is also a very important trait to consider when conducting business outside the United States and using other currencies. Vitality is how frequently a currency is subjected to change. Currencies that change often are a risk in the business and investment world.
0: Sometimes when a currency valuation rises quickly, it can hurt the revenue growth of many organizations. For an example, the top 50 largest logistics companies are down on average 5.8% from 2014 to 2019. The main reason for this revenue growth of these companies has decreased is because the United States dollar has become more valuable over the last five years. How can an organization that originates from the United States be hurt by the change of the, eva- of the valuation of the United States dollar bill?
1: Well, that's an interesting point, Zach. When currency gains value, that in return means that it is now more expensive to do business in that country. It's common practice in business to have products manufactured in countries with a low currency exchange rate. Then when the rates go up, it's more expensive to operate there and can hurt the bottom line. When exchange rates go down, it can boost a company's profits. It can be cheaper to operate there.
3: So I've heard about something called currency manipulation in the news recently. What exactly is that and how does it affect our supply chains?
1: So you're probably referring to recent allegations from President Trump that China has been manipulating its currency. The simplest explanation of currency manipulation is that it's when a country sells its own currency and buys a foreign currency. This weakens their own currency, giving them a competitive advantage in global trade. So let's assume China is guilty of currency manipulation and use it as an example. Over a period of time, China's national bank would sell its currency and buy U.S. dollars. This lowers the value of China's currency, the yuan, while at the same time increasing the value of the U.S. dollars. Now, consider a computer supplier in the U.S. They start looking around the globe for the least expensive computer parts. Since the yuan is weak, the parts coming out of China are extremely cheap. Experts refer to this as artificially cheap because they're only cheaper than other countries because of the currency manipulation. So the computer supplier in the U.S. naturally buys from this Chinese exporter. Other countries like Singapore or Indonesia, they can't compete because China's made their currency worthless. It's equivalent to cheating at a card game, but with competitive advantage in global trade. So what does
2: that mean for the the United States companies? I mean, obviously... It is good for Chinese exporters and bad for any other country trying to sell to us, but it sounds like we just get to make more profit off a cheaper import.
1: Well, that side is great for us. The problem for us comes if we needed to export anything to China. Since our dollar is much stronger than their one, any goods we would want to sell there would be much more expensive to the consumers. It makes it very difficult to export to a country that has a much weaker currency compared to ours. But China does import a few things from the U.S., like soybeans, aircraft parts, copper, aluminum. And in light of the allegations, China has worked to strengthen their wants. But all in all, global trade can only work if everyone plays fairly.
3: What about the euro? The euro is a special type of currency and is used in many countries around the world because of its strength and stability. The European Union came together in 2002 Can replace the national currency for the 19 different countries, including France, Germany, Spain, Italy, and Greece. Even more countries have started using the euro since. The euro also better promotes free trade within the European Union. It makes trading much easier, and currency conversions are not needed. The euro is the second most traded currency in the foreign exchange market, and with the United States dollar being the most traded. So since the Euro works for Europeans and is a stronger currency, then why can't the entire world just use that one currency?
2: Oh, okay, well, well, Joy, that's the idea I'd like to point out that I thought of also. But after doing some research and listening in during our conversations, I found out that would probably or most likely never work. In In a perfect world, one would dream of one economy and one currency. In the technology age of the 21st century, we have reached the age of digital currencies. Currencies are not backed by the gold standard like they used to be. The value of a currency is based on the value of other currency. There would be no way of knowing how much money something is because the currency would have no other currencies to base its value from or against. An unforeseen result of just having one currency is hyperinflation. So although the euro works very well for Europe, it would not be a good suggestion for the world to follow through with. It would also be, I don't know, nearly impossible to implement it into every single country on the planet. Also, how would the government transfer everyone's current currencies into the new super currency? The idea just, it just just doesn't
0: work. That does make good sense, Matt. It looks like... The currency exchange is not going anywhere anytime soon,
1: so Zach, uh, I understand that you have an online college book selling business, right? Yes, sir right so does that does currency exchange come up at all with that? Have you seen any situation that you've had to deal with currency exchange?
0: um I have, but it's through like um Amazon and third party services like my books are on the United States, Amazon's website. You can access, like I can buy, I can go on Amazon C- Canada right now and buy any products on their website. So Amazon deals with it. So let's say somebody in Europe wants to buy one of my products. They can buy it and they'll, they'll pay through the Europe, but Amazon sees the back end of that and they do all the, the converting through them. So I personally don't see any of that. But one thing I kind of have seen the front end of is once I thought about expanding my book selling business into another aspect of businesses, of like out, outdoor. Uh, products expand there. And I, so I was looking on Alibaba and I was going to market it and brand it and everything. And I was actually um, surprised when they took U.S. currency. So I didn't know if I had to do the, the currency exchange for myself or if Alibaba took care of that or anything. And I was very surprised that they actually took United States uh, the dollar bill. Have y'all ever heard anything about Alibaba taking that?
1: Well, I, I noticed that Alibaba claims became an island as home of its business, which It's the UK, but it is notorious for business and tax reasons, um, some shady dealings, but that's a subject for another study cast. But the fact that they primarily want U.S. dollars, I think is proof that it is the almighty dollar, but they do offer a currency exchange side to the website that you can exchange any currencies to buy on that website.
0: Well, like we said earlier in the podcast, and I was was doing some research on a case study um, a couple weeks ago about that the U.S. dollar is the number one traded currency uh, over the world, second to the euro, or the euro is second after that. So, yeah, it's not just the United States that uses the U.S. dollar. It's a very strong currency, and it's it's used, even though it's not the strongest currency, it's used as a base for other currencies, like the euro. The euro is stronger than the U.S. dollar, but the euro bases its price off the U.S. dollar.
4: People could actually, you know, find uh, other countries of products that they need, their services and that they do that they could get cheaper because uh, their U.S. dollar would be more stronger than the other countries. And they could actually just, they could just purchase them at a, a lower reduced cost than what it would be purchasing it here in America. And then they can just. Upsell it when they get it here back into America and make it like a two-way profit. It's kind of like a win-win. You buy it a lot cheaper. I mean, you uh, use it a little bit more, so you have a profit off of, you know, another thing that there could be some kind of, like, investment. Like, companies could really put a lot of investment into people creating a new department, you know, and, like, within a supply chain and going through the pipelines of all the things that need to be done during corporation duties is, like, find a department that can like source and procure things to find where can their American dollar gain more value? Where can I find resources from different, different countries that are maybe not as stable as our country, but maybe are in need.
0: Well, another uh, thing about that is I also wrote another paper on, um, it was kind of interesting. I forgot which country it was. It was a country in either uh, Africa or Asia. I don't remember. And their currency, they um, suffer from hyperinflation. So like a bottle of water today is a dollar. Tomorrow, it's going to be $5. The next day, it's $10. The, the, and, um, the dollar bill is worthless. It was worthless, their uh, national currency. So they actually uh, took the U.S. dollar and they started using the U.S. dollar, which is a lot more stable. And now that is like the national currency of that country. I don't remember what country it was. I wrote a, I I don't write a paper on it. I was doing some research on it, though, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so on these smaller countries... That um, where their current they have small populations, their currency is not stable, and they suffer from hyperinflation. They can take those stronger currencies like the um, Japanese, the Euro, the American dollar bill, and uh, make it their national currency. So that's something else to think about.
4: Yeah, that, that I, I would really like to get back and touch bases on figuring out what country that is, Zach. Like. You know that that where where y'all's conversation was leading towards was like maybe supply chains could invest into making some type. of That could, you know, source out different places that they can find things that would help their company grow and profit more money uh, annually because they can find places where the U.S. dollar will buy them more compared to other countries' currencies, and you know, get more value in two ways: one through procuring, and then the other through you know selling. and And that would be that would really efficiency and uh, make help companies make more money to. You know, invest in innovating, and you know, maybe, you know, expanding their or sustainability, you know, insights and stuff, along with making more money through, you know, finding places where their currency is a lot stronger compared to other uh, countries' currencies, and that that could be a good niche market for somebody to actually actually invest in, and you know, acknowledge that hey, this is something that that we could actually. You know, be very good at and financially increase our capability of operation.
0: Uh, backtracking to um, that country, I found a whole list. There's actually tons of countries that use the um, U.S. dollar bill. Some of them are U.S. territories, and then a lot of them, like there's um, there Zimbabwe uh, in uh, Southeast Africa, uh, El Salvador in Central America, Ecuador. But um, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of countries that actually use the U.S. dollar uh, for their national currency.
2: Right, that's that's actually pretty.
4: I'm glad you found that, Zach.
0: Well, it looks like we're out of time. That's all for this week's episode. We hope our discussion today helps somebody out mm-hmm. like Awesome! Thanks, guys. We, we
2: appreciate
1: you time. I uh, hope y'all stay safe out there. Thank you. Some slide chains.